Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to episode 19. Today, I have Dalen on the show, who's a longtime friend of mine. We actually been knowing each other since we were in the seventh grade. Uh, had the chance to play on the same AU team. Elementary. I said, don't forget elementary. <laughs> yeah, elementary. We went to we went to Oakmont together, man. So I've been knowing him since kindergarten, actually, not seventh grade. But uh, I had the chance to play AU with him on Nova Village for one summer. You know, Dalen is now currently a graduate assistant coach at Malone University for the men's basketball team. Dalen had a great college career at Malone. But what what made you go into the coaching route, Dalen? And what was that transition like from going from being a player to now a coach? After my senior year, I really, I really wanted to, after I graduated, I went straight into working. I took a year and I was just kind of like working in the schools and stuff. Um, and, you know, I just kind of missed being around the game of basketball. Like I would still play here and there. I just wanted to be back around the game because I've been playing, playing, you know, playing it my whole entire life. Uh, coach, you know, my coach hit me up and was like, you know, it was a GA opportunity open and I was like, you know what, I'm going to take it because I just want to be around the game and what I found out is transitioning into a coach, you know, it's not it's not the same as being a player, right? but you still learn so much more about the game mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's the crazy thing, I mean come down to the X's and O's and just learning about different, like, spacing techniques, you know, like on offense, and that's learning how the, just kind of like how pros, you know, how, how they keep on playing. They know they learn how to keep the game more simple and just learn how to do, you know, certain things to make the game easier for itself. You actually kind of learn that as a coach. Like I said, when it comes to spacing, learning how to screen, different type of ways to screen to get people open, like just different things, cutting. And, like, I just learned more about that, you know, from being a coach than I did as a player. So it it kind of helps me become a better player and learn more about the game. Right. So what is the hardest aspect of coaching for you? Since you're getting into coaching right now and this is, like, really your first or second year, uh, is it building and creating a sustainable culture for the program? Or is it, you know, long-term planning maybe? or getting all the players on the same page as far as communication and accountability? Yeah, that's that's probably one of the biggest things that I learned is uh, one of the hardest things as a coach is being able to communicate in a way that everybody can understand. Because, you know, you have it in your head what you want them to do, what you want to happen, but do they understand what you're saying? That's that's probably one of the most of things that I'm learning. I'm not a head coach or anything. I'm like an assistant, but you know, when there's times where I had to, you know, communicate what I see or tell someone what to do, being able to say it in a way, communicate it in a way that they'll understand and be able to go out and you know accomplish what you're asking. Okay, what what is your main role within the program? What what does your typical schedule look like during the season and maybe during the summer, during the off season? Because I know it can vary. With recruiting and then and then you're focused on you know team aspects and, and objectives during the season obviously so what is your typical schedule it's, it's like a job honestly we get in there in the morning around eight or nine o'clock and uh um we're, we're typically there um our team practices especially during the season four o'clock so we're typically there you know all day to the end of practice during the season i sure was my first year being a ga so 
during the season, kind of my main role responsibility was I did a lot of the like a lot of the scouting reports for the opponents that we'll play. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do, what we do is we do um, like individual scouting reports where it just and I, I kind of enjoy doing that because I like watching basketball. Um, and I like, you know, studying players. We're giving a scouting report on just certain tendencies that they like to do. Just different, doing different things like that. There's a bunch of different tendencies that players have. So that was my job to pretty much write out an individual scout report for each player. And just kind of saying what they do best, what they do well. Um, so that's kind of, I'm kind of all over the place. So that's kind of like during the season, during the regular season. During the preseason, I do a lot of, like, we record our practices and stuff a lot. Like, of course, I'm in practice, and I may be running, like, a certain drill or doing, like, when we split up. But there's times that we record practice, break, like, the film down, clip up certain things that the coach wants us, you know, wants to show the team. You know, I'm kind of on the computer a lot. Uh, and also, <laughs> during the regular season, I'm Mr. Scout Team All-American. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, coach will have me, you know, sometimes play, especially if you're playing against, like, a, a really good point guard, you know, play on the scout team uh, just to give our guys, like, a like a good look. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of doing, doing a bunch of things. And when we kind of get towards the summertime, uh, the spring and summertime, that's when we're doing a lot of our recruiting. I bet. So that's what, so that's, you know, going to different places, uh, different like AAU events and just going out and just watching players. You know, I kind of enjoy that too. You know, just being on the other side of things because I remember, you know, as a player, we were playing AAU, just always looking Man. over to see what college coaches are there watching. Right. You know, that stuff. So I kind of enjoyed doing that. Right. You know, you watch a lot of basketball as a coach. Right. And it's funny because when we was in the, we used to go to Louisville all the time in different tournaments. And like you said, we used to, see the college coaches in the stands and now you're in that position you're the college coach now so i think that's cool that it came back full circle you're not the player no more you're you're the coach and that's and that's very cool so what what's the long-term goal that you want to achieve in the coaching industry you would say i'm still i'm still you know right now as i'm going through like this assistant stuff i don't know if i want to you know stay in college or, or transition to high school but i do want to be a head coach one day whether that's in college or or high school, head coach of a team. Okay, nice, good. That's a good goal to have. And I, I'm sure you'll be a head coach one day because you was a great player. Like I said, your IQ is insane. Probably one of the smartest teammates I ever had, for real, honestly. And I'm not saying that just because you're looking at me right now. Like, I really say that to a lot of people. You can ask Kyron. I say it to Kyron all the time. <laughs> but, but, Dale, we both know that you know, we cannot get to where we want to get to and achieve our, you know, long-term goals without having God in our life. Obviously, we both know that. So, uh, you know, describe what kind of impact God has had in your life so far throughout adversity, through different challenges you have, you had to overcome. In your relationship with God, it's just having that faith aspect, trusting that he would do what he said he does or say that he would do. You know, just putting the work in and just having faith that the results would be the results. And just even throughout high school, like I was always someone who wasn't really like highly recruited um, mm-hmm. or any of that things. Um, and to be in fact, I didn't commit um, to Malone until, you know, after my senior year. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I didn't commit to Wittenberg till like April. 
Like like yeah. like April like after my senior season, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't commit to late actually didn't commit till to late June. And just throughout throughout that process, just of not being highly recruited, I will, uh there'll be times where I was worried and stuff, but then I just had to trust God that he will make a way and just continue to to just have faith, but continue, you know, just working out and just trusting the process. So been been there with me throughout the journey. God is always faithful to what he says. I'm going to say that. Uh, well, one of my episodes, I had Kyron on, and I was uh, talking to him. That I remember when we was in the hotels, like, I played that one summer with y'all for Nova. I remember, man, y'all used to, y'all both used to get up, and um, y'all used to pray every morning, man. And that really, yeah, that really yeah. uplifted my spirits because I was doing the same thing as a kid. Like, I, you know, yeah. my dad and my mom put the Bible in my hands and, they they introduced me to God at an early age, so and then that's why you know through anything that I go through, man, it's um I know I can get out of, and I know it's it's the it's the beauty in the process. If I'm going through something in life. It don't have to be basketball, or just life in general. I know that there's a reason why I'm going through it, and it's a challenge and it's a test from God to to have me elevate to the next level. And um, mm-hmm. he sees what we don't see. He can see ten years in our future. So mm-hmm. sometimes he, he sometimes he attests us now and mold us and cook us now to prepare us for what's to come in the future. And I think by you and Kyron doing that, and we used to pray before. We we used to pray a lot. We stay prayed up uh, when we was in Nova. And I think that was just uh, a true testimony to who we were. We were more than just basketball players. And I think that really helped us out on the court as well with our mental health aspect overall so uh but speaking of mental health um athlete or as a coach did you ever go through mental health issues and if you didn't what is your stance on mental health and how can we improve you know mental health throughout sports industry as far as me kind of throughout my whole you know college career i had you know mental up and downs where especially you know those everybody goes through it just those you know, those moments where you're not really playing well and you just feel just feel the pressure of just trying to, to overachieve and that can just be just a bit overwhelming. Yes. Um, especially just because only only the really you know, only athletes can really relate to it. Um, but just feeling that pressure to just trying to overachieve and, you know, trying to be great. I went through moments like that a lot throughout the course of college and just on top of all the other responsibilities you have or as school, um, practice. So there's some athletes out there, especially like the lower divisions, who some people have jobs that they're working as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being able to try to manage all of that, um, it can really affect you mentally. Um, I think that Another stage I went through in my life where I felt like I was really mentally down was actually after I had graduated, you know, after yeah. my last game of college basketball. Right, especially during COVID. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. during COVID, yep. And I was just kind of, like, stuck, like, I probably could have played overseas or something, but I really, you know, that's something that I really didn't want to do. Just to hit you, like, man, this may be over. Basketball may be over, and what am I going to do? Done all this. Because when yeah. you've been accustomed to doing this for so many years, and then yeah. now being able to go into something else is kind of hard. It's just all you knew growing up, and now it's like different, especially with COVID hitting. It just added a little extra anxiety into that. So being able to 
about what you know what it is that they're going through with help. Um, of course, I think faith bringing God into the mix is something that that helped me for sure. Helped just reassure me, God, you know, God always loves you. Uh, that kind of helped me or it's mentally, but hey, I think those two things, just us being there for each other. Right, and so for you being a coach now, players are going to look up to you because I, you had a great career at Malone. You started damn near every year. You had every season, you had a good year, uh, fantastic years. Um, so players are now going to look up to you in a different way as far as, you know, you being a leader. You've always been a leader, but as far as being a mentor to, to the players, so if one of your players came to you one day and said they had mental health issues going on, what would you do or what would you say to that player to help them get through that? For the basketball with you, you're a great person, um, great to be around. So kids might feel comfortable or athletes might feel comfortable enough to ask that question. So what would you do if they said they had mental health issues going on, you know, off the court or on the court? How would you handle that? Um, well, first, I'll just try to uh, see what's kind of triggering the like the mental mental health issues. Just kind of just trying to get to the bottom of it, of it and just see if there's anything I could do to help. Um, I feel like athletes deal with just kind of like reassurance. Like sometimes athletes kind of feel like they have a bad game or if they're not doing well, or whatever it is that they're no longer cared about, um, mm. and you know, I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest thing. I'm just trying to reassure athletes that we still love, and you know, they're still loved, and you know, they're still cared about uh, despite anything. Um, of course, want to pray, pray for whoever uh, player that is in that situation. And if it's something that keeps you know lingering after all that, I definitely think you know, we recommend like to seek just some like guidance. You know, from some like some professional, some like um, a professional that deals with like cases like those. Um, so those those are kind of the um, the steps I would take in that situation. So I think a lot of the stress it comes from you know playing at AAU. Sometimes I feel like too, I think AAU can get with politics and and all that yeah. other stuff, and you know people worried about who's in the stands and stuff like that. So what, what yeah. advice what advice would you give to someone who is about to start AAU? I feel like don't go to the don't run to the most popular AAU team because of the name. Uh, if you're good, college coaches will find you. Uh, you're going to get looked at. And I, I think I think personally, if I was able to give someone advice about starting AAU, I would say just play with your friends, play with people who you're cool with, and just don't run to the team that got a bunch of five-star athletes or who getting all the offers. I feel like if you run to that, then you, you'd be unhappy and you'd be in the wrong place at, at, the, at the wrong time. And and we were able to do that. I mean, obviously, when I played on Nova Village, we were all cool before that. So it all worked out and we had a ball and we had college looks too. So what advice would you give to someone who's about to play AU? And, and, dealing, with, and dealing with politics too, because we all done, you know, dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, like, kind of like you said, you know, the biggest thing is first people um, sometimes forget that basketball is supposed to be a game that you enjoy, um, you know, something that you have fun and play. Um, so you want to be in a situation where that's that's the case. You know, you never want to go do something or, or 
politics and uh, you don't enjoy enjoy the, the players that you play with. Like that's something that we tell even in college for like the recruits instead of trying to pick a school. Uh, you know, one of the things that you should think about is do you gel with the players on the team? Because those are those are the guys that you're going to spend the most time with. And if you don't enjoy playing with the players on your team, you know you don't gel, mess with your teammates, then. Um, it's going to be a long, however long the season is, it's going to be a long season for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely something you should think about. Uh, also, the purpose of you know, playing the game is to win. Um, so if you're on a team that, that's constantly losing and they, they don't care that they're losing, then that's right, a problem. Right. Um, so you want to be on a, t- on a team that, you know, that plays hard uh, and they want to win. Um, and if you're handling business and doing what you're supposed to do, you're winning games that, like you said, you're good enough. The coaches will find you. That's those are kind of those are kind of what I would tell. Uh, because winning is important. Mm-hmm. Winning, winning for sure is important. Finding a group that win games and gel well with them. You know, that's that's like the perfect perfect combination, honestly. Right, and I, I think most importantly, it's about relationships too, and the relationships you build. We knew. Like you said, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we knew each other since Oakmont, man. And for us to still be yeah. brothers and um, mm-hmm. for us to be teammates and then be brothers, man, it's just, it's just crazy how that comes full circle. And now we're on, I got a podcast, you on my podcast. And I feel like yeah. if we don't talk to each other for a long time and then I just reach out to you, I feel like we pick off where we left at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's yeah. the type of relationship that you build throughout the years. So I just want to yeah. say thank you, Daniel, so much for for always uh, being a leader and always being an important piece in my life, bro. I really appreciate that. Thanks for joining my podcast and getting on here. And I just know you're going to do wonderful things, man. So, Yeah, and uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on here, Mark. I think what you're doing is a really good thing. Um, You're kind of, you're still kind of using basketball as a tool to impact people. Like, this is not technically playing, but you're still, you know, talking to basketball athletes and everything and you know you're just doing a good job of just you know brightening your horizons um and i just i just think this is a really good thing that you're doing so i appreciate you for having me on here yeah thanks you brother i appreciate you too man